Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Stressed Podcast. I am so excited to have you today on the show and our next podcast interview guest, and it's Laurie Seitz. Hi, Laurie. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here, Julie. Yeah. Um, Laurie, I always start my podcast with a few very simple questions. Number one is the question, where are you located? Number two, what time is it? And number three, what have you been up to this morning or all day, depending on your time zone? Yeah, I am in Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. It is 1.36 in the afternoon, and I actually host a podcast as well called Fine is a Four-Letter Word, and new episodes come out every Thursday morning. So I've been writing some content to share with um, with the world about this latest episode, and then I've also been working on um, LinkedIn posting I love, I posted LinkedIn every day. So right. make sure okay. I do that. And um, yeah. And then I was participating in some sales training earlier this morning. Oh, very cool. So very diverse, very diverse morning. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. And um, how do you have a special way on how to start your day? I do. I always do a meditation when I first wake okay. up. So okay. really almost before I get out of bed, before I get into my day, I don't like, so I use an app called insight timer primarily. Mm -hmm, I know that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. So I do have it's to a pretty great yeah. phone. Yeah. I do have to look at my phone to pull that up, but I don't look at anything else. Like I'm not looking at mm -hmm. texts or emails before I go to my meditation. Okay. And yeah. So I do that first thing in the morning to get my head in the right space and to set my intentions for the day. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. That's a cool way. How long is the meditation? It depends. I do different ones. I'll, uh -huh. I just, what do I feel like today? Cool. I wanted to ask you because um, I actually, I, I, I use Inside Timer as well. And for everyone that's listening, it's a great meditation app that's free. Like there's a free yeah. version and then there's obviously a paid version nowadays as well. And um, there is a, um, there is a yoga nidra meditation on there, which is kind of yoga nidra helps really with sleep and kind of going into the subconscious mind. And I think I discovered this app. I don't even know four or five years ago, really a really long time ago. It was, there wasn't even a paid version when I first got on inside timer. And when I was having trouble sleeping, I would listen to this specific yoga nidra meditation and I have it actually downloaded and liked on my inside timer. And um, that's why I asked if you're always doing the same one, because obviously there are so many different meditations out there. And I've tried others in, over the course of the years, but I always go back to that one because it's so helpful. Um, I find it really helpful and it always helps me to fall asleep and kind of relax. Um, it's a 25 minute meditation and um, I don't do it every night anymore, but like I've, I went through phases where this would be like my total set routine. So I'm glad yeah. that you're mentioning that as well. And I find it, I, I think it's really interesting. You say that, that you do that in the morning, because do you find it hard sometimes to stay awake when you do that? Like, do you no. feel like so awake in the morning that you just like, feel like you can do it without get, getting back to sleep? 
yes, I, I don't fall back asleep, but actually that's the best time to do a meditation yes. is that, that time when you're kind of like half awake, half asleep, mm-hmm. then all of the, if you're doing, especially if you're doing like affirmations or whatever programming you're doing, it goes straight into your subconscious and benefits you in the best way because you're in that alpha state. So, which, like I said, is between half, you know, half between awake and asleep is the best Mm -hmm. time to program your subconscious mind. So no, I never feel like I'm going to fall back asleep unless, yeah, I I don't, I don't. And to your point too, I, I started recently, more recently listening to music, um, healing frequency music on that time on insight timer, as I'm falling asleep, I don't usually have trouble falling asleep, but it just, it's just a nice way to Mm -hmm. drift into sleep. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah. That's, that sounds really cool as well. And I also have to mention before we obviously start getting to know you even better, um, the different visual boards, vision boards that you have behind you. I see like two. That's awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Is it like from different years or for different topics? Yeah. (laughs) Very, yeah. Insightful. So this, this one is from, uh, I want to say three years ago, but there's still stuff on it. That's relevant. Like okay. my Porsche 911. That <laughs> it's love been on that. there for a while. Like, yes, I love that car. Um, yeah. So I had developed that one and still even some of the things that are on it that have been manifested, you know, it just is reinforces that. And then this other one over here, I can't reach it. Um, my, I'm like stuck with my microphone here. Ah, here we go. So this one I did actually just uh, a few months ago, I was at a retreat and this was part of Mm. one of the exercises that we did. And it's funny because I wasn't finding the pictures that I wanted and Mm. I was a little disappointed in it. And I was like, but the person who was leading the, the exercise said, it doesn't matter. It's really about the intentions that you're putting to it. it. So, yeah. And so, you know, the more I look at it, I'm still like, oh yeah, I, that that's cool. I, it rep, it does represent things that yeah. I enjoy doing the paddle boarding and the, you know, being by the ocean or, you know, being in a nice like, vacation kind of location that if I could have a house that was like being on vacation all the time, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then look here, it's like two women doing a, a podcast. broadcast. So here we are. <laughs> Very cool. And, um, do you have like a special guest that you would like to ever have on your podcast show that you put that on? Or is it more like the intention of like talking more to like. It, it's more the intention of doing more collaborative, collaborative projects. Amazing. Very yeah. cool. All right. So Laurie, now that we, we have covered the, 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 the basic things uh, in the background, <laughs> let's okay. talk about you. I'd love to hear a little bit more about who you are, you know, what you've been up to, what's your work, what do you focus on? And yeah, let's start with that. Yeah. I have a background in marketing and corporate communications and broadcasting. Actually, when I started college, I was a broadcast major. So, uh, so Mm -hmm. I love having a microphone, being on a stage, speaking in front of people and actually taking it back even a little further. When I was growing up, I always pictured myself as a teacher, but you know, back then, the, the image of a teacher is like in front of a classroom of children. Mm-hmm. That's what we had as a role model. But I see now that 
that I am a teacher in a different capacity. You know, now I'm teaching adults, not children so much. Uh, and it's not in a classroom setting that way, but from a stage, from a podcast, from a, a online course, whatever it is, it's, it's teaching in a different way. And it really fuels my soul to do that. Yeah. yeah. And so what do you teach? I, so my program is called fuck being fine because people reach this point in life, especially when they start getting to midlife and they reach this point where they're like, they've been saying everything is fine, but it really isn't fine. There's something irritating them or there's something that just isn't sitting right with them. And they finally, and they've been saying everything's fine. It's okay. It's fine. It's, you know, look at all I have. I should be happy with this. Mm -hmm. but it keeps bugging and nagging at them that there's something more and that their, their soul is longing for something more. And so they reach this point where they're just like, screw it. I'm done being fine. I want something better. Mm -hmm. And so I teach them how to get that. And, um, the, ultimately what I'm teaching people is how to stay calm and grounded, no matter what's going on around them. Mm -hmm. And I do that primarily using the concepts of gratitude and meditation. Okay. But how we do that isn't so much important as what we're doing, why we're doing it. And once somebody learns how to become calm and grounded, no matter what's going on around them, they become more profitable. They become more, they have more energy and they are just generally happier overall. Mm -hmm. So, and I tend to work with people in sales positions. Very cool. And so first question, like, what is the age range when you think about like midlife? Because I'm like, is it thirties? Is it forties? Is it fifties? Like how, yeah. like, what do you usually see? Like what kind of age range are your clients in? That's the interesting thing, because when I started doing this, I thought it was going to be primarily women in their forties and fifties. Mm -hmm. And yet then I started hearing from men. In fact, I just launched um, a couple weeks ago, I launched a new small group program and the majority of people in it are men. So mm. it's interesting, but, and, and I've had, you know, the millennials. So typically they're in their, they're starting to be 30s. in their early forties now, thirties mm -hmm. and like early forties now. Yeah. yeah. So the, the older millennials huh. uh, at, through forties and fifties, are typically who I'm working with. And again, for that reason of they've had some life experience and now they're looking at their life going, hmm, is this what I want it to be? Is this all there's kind of a thing? Yeah. 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 And even if Powerful. it's been good up to this point, we're not saying their life has been horrible. Mm -hmm. They're still questioning. Okay. Mm -hmm. What, what more is there? What else can I do? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How did you get into this line of work? So you said you had this kind of like marketing, corporate communications background, and then did you work in corporate for a few years? My first, I did, but also always small companies, small entrepreneurial companies. So I never okay. worked for like a really big giant company with 10,000 employees. So I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Nice. And My first business, I started my first business in 2003 and I was making and marketing a, a product called the gratitude cookie. Now, uh -huh. This was based on a family recipe. Okay. And it's actually like a cross between a butter and a sugar cookie. 
And I was marketing it as a way, as a gift package, as a way for businesses to say thank you to their clients and to people oh. who send them referrals. Yeah. And so that's where I really, I started talking about gratitude and how gratitude changes every, your outlook on life, your physiology, how you respond to things. And most specifically, because I was selling to businesses, how gratitude affects, how you can use gratitude in business as a, mm-hmm. a differentiator and as a, mm-hmm. a way to um, stand out from your competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Wow. And that's also like so ahead of time, I feel like, right? Like 20 years ago, almost <laughs> now, I feel like, I don't know, did we really talk that much about gratitude yet? I feel like nowadays there's so much research on like the power of gratitude and yeah. How did you get like, how did that idea form? So this is the interesting thing that you say that, right. And, and almost 20 years ago, like I can't, until you just said that, I'm like, wow. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I think it may have been a little bit ahead of its time because I ran that business for 11 years and I couldn't quite scale it the way I wanted to. And I ended up shutting it down mm-hmm. because I think maybe it was a step or two ahead of its time. Yeah. 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 Um, And then what happened after that? So you started this own, this first company, shut it down after a while. And then what yeah. did you get into after that? I started teaching. So I'll, I will just say that the, I shut it down in 2014 because I couldn't scale it. And at that same time, my mom was diagnosed with an acute form of leukemia hmm. and she ended up passing away like six weeks later. And so as I was mourning that her death, the death of my business at the same time, that's when I really started thinking about like that same question of, okay, do I want to live the next 20 years the same way I lived the last 20? What do I want to do differently mm-hmm. in my life? And mm-hmm. I think this is really, again, a reason why people reach midlife and kids are growing up and moving out of the house. Parents are passing away. You've been in relationships for a long time or maybe a career for a long time. And that's when you really start reevaluating. Mm-hmm. Is this serving me? So um, yeah, so I did that. And then I actually ended up leaving my marriage after 22 years mm. for that same reason. Wow. Like, okay, we are both good people. It was, it, that marriage was fine. It was fine. But it wasn't great. It wasn't serving either one of us in the way that we would have liked. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I actually went into teaching networking strategies Okay. For before pandemic, in between shutting that business down and pandemic, I was teaching mm-hmm. how to, how to walk into a room full of people you don't know and start a conversation. How do you do mm-hmm. the follow-up after an event, which everybody sucks at? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you went through a lot of different things. And then when did you start this business? Uh, about a year and a half ago. You know, okay. pandemic gave, gave a lot of people the opportunity to, again, have time, not have as many distractions mm-hmm. to sit and think, huh, how do I want to, do I want to keep working at the same job I've been doing, or do I want to stay, um, you know, living this way? And that, mm-hmm. that's, that was the case for me. I had a lot of time to think about what do I want to do? I couldn't teach networking strategies anymore because nobody was going because anywhere. Because someone was networking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, people were networking in a different way. But and I virtually, was, yeah. 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 Um. So 
Yeah. So I actually was asked by somebody who knew me from the first business to do a presentation virtually on gratitude. Mm. And that kind of pulled me back into that whole world of talking again about gratitude and how it affects everything. Yeah. Going full circle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And from there I started creating customized gratitude meditations. So I don't have, none of my meditations are on insight timer yet, but uh, I've created more than 50 meditations. And then I also do, like I said, as customized for individuals, which incorporates their memories, their experiences, things that they are manifesting into Mm -hmm. a meditation. Hmm. So powerful. And so when um, people are listening right now and they feel hurt by you and by us talking about kind of this like midlife point, feeling like everything is fine, but maybe having the feeling that it's fine, but what else is out there? Where do you usually start? Like what, what, what is the next step once you maybe consciously (laughs) identified that, you know, it's fine, but is there all that is kind of a question? Yeah. Well, so in my program, there's this, um, the, the program has a foundation called the trilogy for success. And the trilogy is not surprisingly gratitude, (laughs) uh, connections and courage. And so Mm -hmm. I take people through this, those three pillars and starting with gratitude, like where can you find gratitude in your life? So yes, everything may not be as you want it. However, Mm -hmm. where is the gratitude? Because no matter how bad a situation looks, there's always some silver lining, some place where you can find gratitude if you're looking for it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a refocusing of attention. Mm -hmm. What are you putting your attention on? Mm -hmm. And so helping, I would advise you know, listeners to take that first step and and look at where can you find the gratitude? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of my kind of my journey with gratitude, because I remember really clearly when I started with gratitude, which was in the summer of 2018, when I burned out and took a medical leave for three months and I Mm -hmm. established a new morning routine or I established a morning routine during that time that was healthier for me. And part of the morning routine was to practice gratitude every morning, write down three things that I feel grateful for and challenge myself also to find something different and more specific um, than the previous day to like, Mm -hmm. not just be like, oh, I'm grateful for my house and my job and my family, but, you know, to kind of go more into depth um, and find like small things that would make me happy. And it's been such an interesting process for me because I feel like now after, you know, almost four years um, doing this, it's so interesting how how I rewired my brain through that process. And now when difficult things happen in my life, I immediately, like my brain immediately always jumps to, yeah, but this, like, you know, I can still see the beauty in things and I can still appreciate challenges for like new opportunities to grow. And, you know, I'm always like, oh, what is this trying to teach me? Or what, why is this trigger coming up, you know? Um, so yeah, I've definitely had a really powerful experience with gratitude myself so i'm glad that you're bringing that up again as well and i love the idea of having personalized customized gratitude meditations 
Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and maybe what you learned in that process and how you got the idea of starting that? Yes. Yes. And I want to first address that. I love that you said rewiring your brain because that's exactly mm -hmm. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what gratitude can do is rewire mm -hmm. your brain and that it's a process that mm -hmm. anyone can learn. Because a lot of times I get asked, what if you're not a naturally grateful person? Can it be learned? Mm -hmm. And you just illustrated exactly how, yes, it can be learned. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm going to say one thing to that as well, um, because I remember I had a client that was, you know, I would say pretty severely depressed and anxious at the time when I worked with him. And we would go through that process um, at the beginning of each coaching session. I would ask him, but what are things, you know, because he was so looking at so many negative yeah. things and he was like pulling all of these things up. We would sometimes like, we would go through this almost painful question for him of, What are you, but what are you grateful for? Like, what are, what are some good things that are happening in your life? And yeah. there were multiple sessions where he was like, there's nothing, like, I can't think of anything right now. And then, you know, we would like talk through things and then he would be like, yeah, yeah, I think I can be grateful for this. or I can be grateful for that. So it was a really interesting um, process for me as well, because I think, you know, some, like you said, some people might be a little bit more negative or they feel like there's nothing good in their lives right and it's really yeah. a muscle almost that you train and for some people it might come so easy that they, they might think right now even listening to the podcast they might be like yeah okay like that's kind of a simple thing to do right but for some people it might be really difficult and yeah to just appreciate like the people that are listening right now and that feel like yeah I find it really difficult to find like positive things in my life right now because everything seems so so hard and so you know, challenging, I'm sure, like, you know, when you just talked about your process in 2014, like the failed business and the mom that, you know, passed away and your marriage ending. I mean, that's like, you know, kind of all the things falling apart at the same time, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And it is right. It becomes a learned process or mm -hmm. a, lear a learning. Yeah. The more you do it, the more, the better you get at it in the same mm -hmm. way. You know, I, I think we're born with a, a positive outlook and we are kind of programmed then to look for negative things, mm -hmm. things to complain about, things to criticize. Mm -hmm. That is also, again, the more you look for things to be anxious or angry or resentful about the more mm -hmm of those things show up. It works both ways. Mm -hmm. Well, when you went, I'm actually curious, sorry, I'm, I know I asked you this other question. I still want to get into It's that, okay. but I'm curious um, in 2014, when you experienced all of these difficult things, did you still, could you still kind of challenge yourself to practice gratitude because you were already so aware of gratitude practice or did you feel like you kind of jumped almost off it and then kind of came back to it later? No, there was still a lot of gratitude. I didn't leave my marriage until 2018. So it was mm, still four okay. years later. It wasn't all, see, all at once. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, however, I, it, it was difficult to shut down the business. The business is almost harder mm. to, um, than my mom passing mm -hmm. because my identity was so tied up into it. So it was almost like, okay, if I don't have this business, then who am I? Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was difficult, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I could still find things to be grateful for. And actually looking back, 
not right in that moment, but maybe a year or two later, looking back, I saw where I learned this Mm. practice of gratitude from, and it was from my mom. So Mm. even when she was in hospice, like on her last days that she was conscious, she was still everything like, thank you to all the caretakers. Like it's bringing tears to my eyes to remember this because she was just so grateful always Mm -hmm. for a lot of the things that she had. So So, yeah, so that's where that was a great lesson that I didn't Mm. recognize at the time until I was looking back on it. Yeah. Mm. And then, right. Leaving the marriage. That was, that was the hardest thing I've ever, ever done in my life ever. Um, Mm. Because like I said, it wasn't, there wasn't like abuse. It wasn't horrible. Mm -hmm. And yet I was the one initiating this and breaking this up. um, Even though it was for the best for both of us, but yeah, it's hard to, and still having this grateful outlook. I am so grateful. I have friends to help me through this. I'm so grateful. I have, you know, the, um, the financial means or whatever, like whatever it is, it doesn't, I mean, everybody, I don't want to, I didn't almost want to mention that because if there's a will, there's a way. So it doesn't, you don't have to be financially sufficient. You know, Mm -hmm. there's other ways if that's something, sure. that, cause I know that's something that keeps people stuck in marriages for a long time is I'm afraid. Cause I don't have the money. Mm-hmm. I didn't know most want to mention that, but again, it's finding the mm-hmm. gratitude for everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I celebrate that too. Now, like, I feel like my gratitude practice has advanced so much, advanced so much that I'm, you know, sometimes writing down, I'm grateful for my courage or I'm grateful for my curiosity or I'm grateful for, you know, like just kind of more like attributes and like things that I'm doing yeah. for myself than just really right. always this kind of external stuff, right? Like, yes. I feel like it's so much easier to be like, oh, I'm grateful for the birds chirping and for like blue skies or like, you know, th- those are also nice things to be grateful for. Um, but yeah, I think it's almost like even more powerful. And I've been going through a breakup in 2020 that was almost kind of like leaving a marriage for me yeah um and uh and that was really difficult for me at the time and um I, I kind of talk about it the same way like the hardest thing I've probably done in my life and um and it was it really helped me to uh, practice more self-love through that gratitude practice and to be more like what you know what what am I doing for myself right now that actually helps me um be better and show up as a better person yeah and that's where the the gratitude and the meditation dovetail so closely for me that that practicing meditation was really the biggest part of helping me through both of those times of difficulty Mm. was getting into that meditation practice so that I could stay calm and grounded. Even Mm. when I didn't feel like it going into a meditation kind of brings you back to it Mm -hmm. and keeps Mm. you grounded. And then you can have a basis from which to see more gratitude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So back to that question, which is which is actually perfect kind of gateway back into like, okay, so how did you kind of combine that gratitude meditation? Yeah. So in June, after I did that presentation on gratitude, I started thinking about what else can I do to put out into the world? Mm-hmm. And this, and so in June of 2020, everybody was doing these, these challenges on Facebook. I don't know if you remember, Mm -hmm. it was this kind of like everybody was doing a five day challenge, a 30 day challenge, Mm -hmm. all these challenges. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought, oh, a gratitude challenge. No, 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 no. Wait. We are plenty challenged enough in June of 2020. <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. need more challenges. So I created a gratitude experience. Mm-hmm. And it was a six day, six or I think I had a couple of bonus days in there. And for that, I wrote a gratitude meditation to help people just, again, the grounding, the, it was a six, I think it was a six minute meditation. And one of the participants listened to it and came back to me and said, Hey, I love this. Can you customize it for me? And she mm-hmm. kind of gave me a little bit of a script of what she wanted in it. So I played around with it and I created this meditation for her and I gave it back. I put me healing frequency music underneath it. Mm-hmm. And she started listening to it every day. And she came back a couple months later and said she had manifested a new, a raise in her job, a new uh, condo that was in a better location and cost less than the one she had been in. And then this crazy thing. So <laughs> It's a long story, but she manifested a tree outside Mm -hmm. her bedroom window. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was the exact tree, the type of tree that she loved. And like these crazy things happened. Yeah. That could only kind of be attributed to the fact that she was listening to this meditation every day and, you know, putting that energy out into the universe, Mm -hmm. that, that feeling as if she had already manifested it. Mm -hmm through this meditation. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started thinking, well, Hey, maybe this is a product wow. I could create yeah. for other people and put it out. And every single person who has, has asked me to do one for them comes back. This made me cry the first time I listened to it because it's so powerful because yeah. it is so personalized. There are questions. Mm-hmm. I have people fill out a questionnaire and then we do a, a quick, um, video chat call before I record it. Yeah. So there's a lot of energy that goes into it and the, the music underneath it that makes it so powerful. I don't know anybody else is doing them the way I've done. I'm doing them. Yeah. I'm like, I, I want one. Can we talk about this after the podcast? Yes, we can. <laughs> this of is course. awesome. I love that. Okay. So this is incredible. So, okay. So you kind of started with that, but then you established also the program, right? The, yeah, the fact that being came fine. after. Yeah. Okay. And that, and so you were saying it combines gratitude, social connections, and courage. Uh, connections in general. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gra- gratitude, connections, and courage. Under the connections part, that is, we talk about connections to other people more, most importantly though, the connection to yourself. And that's where that meditation piece comes in. So anybody who participates in the program, part of the program is a customized gratitude meditation because, because right. Making, keeping or building that connection, like you talked about doing when you were going through your um, experience, your rough experience. And same for me is building that connection with yourself through Mm -hmm. meditation. I mean, meditation is the way I teach it. There are other ways, journaling, um, you know, tapping EFT, there's plenty of ways to get in Mm -hmm. touch with your inner voice. Meditation Mm -hmm. is just the way that I prefer and the way that I teach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then courage. Cause you know, you have the gratitude, you have the connection to yourself And now you need the courage to do whatever it is that you Mm -hmm. need to do. It doesn't have to be jumping off a cliff. It doesn't have to be leaving a marriage and moving all the way across the country the way I did. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be (laughs) so dramatic. 
And there are people every single day who want to take something that might seem like a small step to you and me, mm-hmm, but feels exactly. monumental to them. And so where, mm-hmm. how do you get the courage to do the thing that you know you need to do? Mm-hmm. Do you have a process or an idea when people are identifying us, like they maybe feel fine, but they don't really know what it is. They can't really pinpoint, like, is it my career? Is it my, you know, partnership? Is it my yeah. community? Um, how do you find or rediscover what's really important for you? It comes back to getting in touch with that inner voice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, again, if, if it's not through meditation, it could be, you know, just unplugging from all of the social media and all mm-hmm. of the electronics. Can you spend mm-hmm. some time away from your phone, you know, turn everything off, take a walk in nature, whatever mm-hmm. it is coming back to yourself. Because I truly, truly believe that when you are in that place where you're saying, I don't know, you do know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hate that question of when, I don't know if you've ever had, I have a friend Janine who used to always do this to me. I would say, well, I'm <laughs> not sure what to do. I don't know. And she's like, but what if you did know? Oh, don't ask it to what if you did know, like that's such a, a coach mm-hmm. question. Like, <laughs> then it just yeah. annoyed me. Well, I do, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that I'm saying that I inside, we do know the answer. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of getting quiet enough to hear mm-hmm. it because what we typically are hearing are all the voices outside of us, our mm-hmm. friends, our family, our society, social media, traditional media, everybody's chattering. And you yeah. don't hear what, what is your inner truth? What is your truth? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think it also actually comes back to courage now that you're kind of talking about it, because I think sometimes we do know, but it's really, really uh, scary to be like, yes. yeah, that's the problem kind of a thing. I, right. Right. You know, like, but you don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like you, there's all these signs and maybe your intuition gives you this like really weird feeling. Like I know that that's kind of how it was in, in that relationship that I just mentioned. And then I didn't have the courage at yeah. the time to be like, this is really, this is really not feeling right. Right. Um, yeah. And the other idea that I had um, kind of when it comes to finding or rediscovering your purpose is actually like I'm looking right at it, like your vision board in the background behind you. I think this is such a cool exercise as well. And I have multiple vision boards like here around me in my office as well, because I feel like sometimes we don't know. But then, you know, maybe as we are maybe um, going through magazines and you're looking at pictures, maybe we just take the things at that time that we feel drawn to. And then mm-hmm. maybe we'll talk, mm-hmm. you know, we use this maybe, first of all, to sit with ourselves in silence, like see what kind of words and what kind of pictures we're drawn to. And then maybe the next step is to um, find someone to explain, you know, to just be like, why did, why did you choose that picture? Like, yeah. you know, I see so many things in your background where I'm like, I'd love to ask you so many questions. Like, why, why did you pick this? And why did you pick that? And um, I think that that can really help us find that, that inner truth as well. And what, what we're, what makes us really feel excited, because I think sometimes what happens when we are kind of going in this path is that spark, like what sparks us actually, what, what makes our eyes like widen a little bit and like shine and be like excited about. And I think, you know, one of the things that really came up for me as well, as I was reading about your work and the, you know, the, the things that you do to help people is, is I think oftentimes, especially when we're growing up, we don't really, I feel like we're so 
unconscious still in a way and we just follow these like societal expectations right like yes. I remember when I was 18 I mean like what do you do with your life right like I and I, I actually felt really connected to what you were saying because um, I always wanted to become a teacher my dad is a teacher and my grandparents were teachers and my uncle and aunt are teachers so I've had a family of teachers and so for me it was clear that I wanted to become a teacher and so when it, when I was 18 and I went into my last year of high school and I had to like decide and choose which topic to pick. I said to my dad, I'm like, I'm going to become a teacher. And he's like, don't do it. And my dad, it's another story, but my dad doesn't like his job very much. And, um, and so I, I, because I had so much trust in him, I decided to study international business and management and like, you know, go a very different path. And it's, it's kind of beautiful to see that now I'm actually a teacher again, <laughs> but yeah. also more for, right. For adults. And, um, and I love the work that I do. And that really, really, and like, it's, it's really, I'm really passionate about that. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to say is, is that um, you know, you follow these societal norms and expectations, right? You go to college because that's what expected of you and you get a job because that's what they expected of you. And I feel like oftentimes just in maybe like later in your twenties or early in your thirties, you're like, okay, I did all of these things and I checked all of these boxes, but it's not really making me happy. I'm fine. And I'm maybe making money or from the outside world, I have this amazing job and I have these amazing benefits and you know, maybe I have even an amazing house or like I live in a great location, but it's not really actually like, that's not fulfilling me. And I yeah. think actually, you know, as we are talking about all of this, that's, I do see people burn out because of that. Right. Because right. they are like, I'm doing this, um, but it's not really my life's purpose or it's not really the, the deeper purpose that I was actually, that I would like to pursue in my life. Yeah. Someone just, I just heard someone say recently that they were climbing a ladder that was on the, it was against the wrong wall. <sighs> so they were, they didn't end up where they, yeah, they did the things but yeah. they didn't end up where they wanted to be so, because they weren't climbing oh, in the right place. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really uh, important work. Tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Find us a four letter word. Um, very interesting, you know, title of what, what do you talk about in your podcast? It's stories from people who have been in places where they said everything was fine, mm -hmm. but it really wasn't fine at all. Mm. And what, what is that? Is it a marriage? Is it a job? Is it a, 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 a any kind of situation? I have all kinds of stories Very on cool. this show of these people who have been in this place sometimes didn't even realize that it wasn't fine. Some was clearly it wasn't fine. And yet they stayed there because they didn't know what else to do. And so it's that story. And then the rest of the story is, and then how did they get from that place to where they are now? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's so that's cool. All, all those, very, all about very, stories. Yeah. Very cool. I love that. Um, Laurie, if people are curious to learn more about you or get a customized medita gratitude meditation, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, my website, my company is called Zen Rabbit. So my website is zenrabbit.com. And that's really the best place to find me. Um, and you can also get a, that six minute customized gratitude, no, not customized, sorry. The six minute gratitude meditation that I had originally created, you could get that mm -hmm. for free on, um, 
on the website. On the website. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, this was really interesting. Thank you so much for talking to us today and for reminding us about the power of gratitude and courage and connection and how these are all interrelated with each other. I hope that you'll have a lot of people reach out to you to get a, a customized gratitude meditation um, because I think that's a really, really powerful tool to really help you personally in your own lives. Um, I've been doing Like besides meditations, I actually have um, in my 10-week program, I have something called BrainTap. Have you called heard of the BrainTap app? No. Um, it's kind of, it's a similar idea where BrainTap and they have millions of downloads of, from their meditations as well. Um, and they don't call themselves meditations. They actually call themselves performance-based application. So it's also like the combination of uh, brain frequencies matched with uh, different tools like stress management, um, sleep, um, performance management, and they cost customized actually um, sessions for my program. So people that are doing my program, they do basically the module and then they listen during the week to these specific um, uh, brain-based applications as well in order to support the learning. And um, a lot of people have given me feedback on how powerful that piece was. And we've actually done research and have been able to show how much more powerful the results of uh, participants were when they went through the meditation on top of just the program. So we did kind of an A-B test. Um, so I'm absolutely aware of how powerful it is um, to do customized meditations with kind of this like learning frequency um, because yeah, it just connects in a really different way to your brain um, and there's tons of research behind it. So I'm yeah, we're gonna start stop the recording now, but I'm very excited to continue talking with you about my uh, my personalized meditation. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thanks so much um, for it having me. It was a pleasure Julia. to to have you, and I'll. Um, I'll wish you all the best for your business. Okay. <laughs>